If you like what we're doing at Star Wars in Character and at NeoZaz.com, we kindly ask that you take just a few minutes to check out our new Patreon page. Patreon is an opportunity to support the show and help us produce more specials, series, and events in the future. Check out patreon.com slash neozaz to see our milestone goals for the future of the show and the network and the perks and bonuses offered at our different levels of support. We love creating content at Neozaz and love doing these shows. We have a lot more we'd like to do, and with this new Patreon page, we look forward to starting those projects very soon. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash neozaz. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash n-e-o-z-a-z. As far as Hem Days on, Bomb Vinden, Pons Limbic, Arleel Schuss, Braconner Bakiska, and even Trinto Duaba. Dave is speaking in tongues. Someone do an exorcism. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Hem Dazon. Why do you say Dazon? Dazon? Say Dazon. Dazon. Tomato, tomato. Maybe because I'm David, I say Dazon. Dazon. Hey. Chocolate rain. Rope <laughs> <laughs> from school. Please help me. If, no. there's, if there's two vowels. I didn't help you in school. I'm not going to help you about school. The first one's long, the last one's not, or something like that. Yeah, the, the second vowel makes the first vowel say its name, which would make this Dazon. I'm sure it's not Dazon. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> just sure it's not Bob. <laughs> you just suck it already. <laughs> All right. Team the zone <laughs> jerk <laughs> only appears in Star Wars Episode 4 New Hope or does he oh shit dun 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 that's it that's not like Price is Price Right these names will make no sense to the lady the lady the lady oh the Alpine Climber that's right yep Drew Carey calls that guy the Yodely guy now. <laughs> Shut up, Drew Carey. That's it? It's the Alpine. Plinko. Yeah. Plinko. I just love that. Three strikes you love three strikes. Oh, we should we could do we could do a whole prices right show. Oh, we? you have no idea how much I could talk about game shows. Let's do it. Alright. Let's Fuck do it. Fuck Hemdism, whatever his name is. <laughs> this show is officially over. Tic tac toe, man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> rawr. That's charge. a dragon at the end. You know what my favorite part of Tic Tac Doe was, and I wish I could find a clear clip of it, was the thinking music when they had like the final question. Oh. Is that what you think of when you're trying to when think? When I of- try I, I think of it every trivia round. You wanna hear something embarrassing? I'm gonna tell you. Please. Do tell. I just shit myself. Right <laughs> next to me. You know the show uh, Press Your Luck? Yes. Oh, yeah. With the whammies. Yeah. When I was like, I don't know, 12, like 11 or 12, you know what I used to do? I used to keep a list, a running list of all of the different whammies. Nothing wrong with that. On a, on a <laughs> piece of paper, and I would hide it under the television so my parents didn't find it because <laughs> I knew they'd think I was weird. 
And I'm not. Is this some kind of masturbation thing? This whammy stuff? Is this what he does to his penis? Yeah. I mean, what this mean? Water skiing whammy. What is this? <laughs> Wait, I was just say, is this the whammy animation or were you doing the patterns like Bill Larson and you were going to go on and make like $100,000 like he did? That would have been cooler. But no, this was just like I was keeping track of all of the different whammies. Like, oh, bank robber whammy. <laughs> water skiing whammy and I would write them all down on a list and I hid it under the television when I watched Press Your Luck I would secretly add to the list <laughs> I cannot tell a lie I'm taking all your money <laughs> we're seeing a new one going oh that one was new yep I remember that uh, there's a Michael Jackson one yeah, there was. Oh, I remember that. The that, moonwalking one. Moonwalk. <laughs> there was the Did Boy it, George one that went, Would you ever heard a whammy? <laughs> <laughs> and then he got hit Did by you, a giant hammer. I don't feel bad anymore because Matt has taken this Matt is on the theme song. Whammy. Dude, the, the, I love game shows. I have been struggling for I don't know how many years now of figuring out how, what original game show can I do and film for Neo's as, and I've yet to come up with the perfect answer. Cut off your wiener. That was on the list. I was on the short list. <laughs> the John Wayne Literally. Bobbitt game. <laughs> you win and lose. Oh. Win, lose, and draw. Oh. You lose, she wins. <laughs> I love game shows. Now, Dave, with your with your your whammy list, <clears throat> would you uh, would you refer to that when they were doing the reruns in the early two thousands on the USA Network? You're like, oh. Check that out. No, I'm sure that list got lost when we, when we moved. I was going to say, knowing how Dave reuses the same notepad or piece of notebook paper over and over again to the point that you can see through it, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I still have it. <laughs> throw the grocery list off. Milk, eggs, and whammies. <laughs> Milk, eggs. What is this? It's water skiing. What the fuck? Is- <laughs> I can't find whammies at Harris Teeter. I don't know what aisle they're in. I gotta buy a water ski, hon. It's on the lips. All right, Chris. Let's hear your. (laughs) All right, these things will make make no will will make sense after you hear the facts. Yes. My name is Chemical Compound Chris. I know what you're talking about. No one else in the world does. Triple C, though. That's that's a new one. I don't know that you've done a triple C name before. We'll see. Congratulations. Thank you. C and C and C. Factory. I'm also joined by Mineral Matt. Ah. Mine's Mineral Matt. I'll, I'll take that one. Okay. To my left is sodium chloride Dave. <laughs> <laughs> this your first two set that up to be so funny. I don't know why. To me, at least. I wouldn't hear this last one. NACL. <laughs> and Tim. And Salt Tim. <laughs> you know why? TNT. There's a reason you're using all these. There's, I, I, gotta, I can't help but think there's a reason that, that Chris thinks of the salty taste when he thinks of Tim. Oh, oh. <laughs> salty and warm. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> Sodium chloride, Dave. Yes. Please give us some facts about Hem Dazon. Yes. All right. This is going to be Hem Dazon and Friends. You're going to actually end up getting lots of characters in this episode. And, and that probably. And a lot of whammies. That might not sound like the uh, greatest idea for for people who uh, you know want the show going, but none of these characters have a super long backstory, so you're going to get a lot of mini characters in one episode. So I have a question. Yes, is this like almost like four or five episodes all in one? Well, 
Does that mean it, I can take a month off from all this editing shit? That's my next question. Yeah. <laughs> so we're a month after this. Uh, these none of these guys to me would garner an episode on their own alone. Is what I'm trying to say. But they're all mentioning and people uh, characters that people may want to know about because they've seen them well, we, in Antina. Yeah, we did this for our Black Squadron special, so I see where you're coming from. Yes, it's exactly like that. Now, Hem Dazon, I guess, is famous because he's the very first creature that you see yep. at legendary Cantina scene. Uh, he looks like the top of a crutch with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's probably good. what it was. It's perfect. So if you're trying to keep track of who these dudes are, I'm going to give you a little bit of a an idea. He's the guy that pops up at the very first note of the very famous Cantina uh, theme. He Hello is- there, scum and villainy right here. Come on, look <laughs> at me. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> That's his sound effect. Wah, 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 wah. He is a male Arcona, and he is a drug addict. My he has poor eyesight and reptilian skin. How does he have poor eyesight with eyes that are like 80% of his head? Well, that's part of the <laughs> drug addiction. Oh, okay. His drug of choice is salt. Oh. <laughs> that's better than any other answer you could give. Fries, I'm feeling a little low. Guess what? I have that. Is that like the aliens in alienation get drunk on sour milk? <laughs> kind of. I, I I think you're kind of onto something. Okay. Is is like it, when he goes to the beach? Is that like his like a like whole ocean of whiskey to him? Like, oh my god, I'm gonna get so fucked up. <laughs> I'm gonna dive right in, and it's gonna be a party. You're gonna get wasted, man. <laughs> like it's and it is salt, like we know of it. Like Chris was using like NaCl, like table salt, salt sodium chloride. It is. Sodium chloride. This, like, this character's made to a T. What do you mean? <laughs> that I was good. Salt. You love huh? salt? I do. Oh, I thought you said made to a T because he looks like the letter T. No. Oh, I'm not bad. You you were funny and then you weren't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love salt. I love like 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 potato chips, man, and French fries and salt on everything. You like salty. You know foods. what? I just saw I saw a movie yesterday and I saw a guy pour salt. Swear to God. Pour salt into a soda and then stir it up. I've never seen that done before. Well, I know what movie is this? It Ter- was Terminator Genesis. I know a lot of guys, and my, oh, that's right. my cousin has done this, and I, I've seen other people do it at bars, and I've done it too. You ever see this, Matt? You ever see somebody pour salt in a beer? Yes. Uh, it cuts down on the carbonation. Yeah. So, like, my cousin used to put salt in his beer, and I remember asking him why, and he said, it cuts down on carbonation, it'll make you burp less and stuff later. Huh. I never heard that part, but that okay, that makes sense. It does well, in theory, it makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's why they were doing it in Terminator. Is that is it ever explained? No, it was a guy. The guy should be there buying a drink. Oh, it was an actual guy doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I was like in the movie. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I was. I was trying to remember. <laughs> yeah, it was Arnold in the movie. I'm like, when do they have beer? Need salt. Well, salt is a hallucinogen for these uh, Arconas. And I guess it's kind of like salt as we know it. Like people become addicted to bath salts in in our society. Like, have you heard these stories? Like people people become addicted to bath salts and then do insane shit. Like 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 inhuman stuff. Like they'll eat the face off of somebody or something. Like bath salts. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not making. I don't that. think. I think when they're referring to bath salts in that case, that's not salt. <laughs> 
And yeah, that was going to be my question because I, I never was sure if it was like people doing something they weren't supposed to be doing with bath salts yeah. or if it's like a street term. Is, I, th- they- I think that's a, that's a term for a, a, a type of designer drug. I don't think it actually is. Then maybe there's some salt in it, but I, I don't think it's like bath salt. Like when you're like, Calgon, take me away. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's that kind of thing. Calgon, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's a there's there is a definition. It's the informal definition is a synthetic drug and mood altering stim, uh, stimulant with with mood altering stimulant properties. So that's that's the street name of whatever this crystalline MDPV methamphetamine <laughs> drug is. Well, then I'm, I'm so yeah. It's, it sounds like it's like ephedrine and meth and and mixed. It's like a it's like a mixture of that. I'm naive then because I know that, <laughs> that that well there's not like tree octopus on bath salts. <laughs> there's people, That's terrifying. If you can buy like there are places you can buy bath salts and you have to have like like you have to have like an ID. You have to you have to be like they won't say bath salts. Twenty one to buy salt. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm not making this shit I up. I believe you. Like there's something to that. Do you buy this on the side? Maybe. <laughs> I'm looking to see if, like, maybe bath salts are a base ingredient for the end drug, possibly. Right. Like, like Sudafed for crystal meth. You make some kind of chemical compound out of bath salts and something else. You yeah. cut something, and that that chemical reaction causes a, a hallucinogenic drug. Because that's what these species would use it for. The species could come, become addicted to it, and it turned their eyes yellow. So... Ooh. They normally had green eyes. So like when you see him pop up and he's got it's all yellow, like yellow and golden and crispy. That's because he's beast. That's because he is addicted and wasted. Ah. It, it causes him to shake uncontrollably like his hands. He has like hand tremors. The planet that this species is from is Kona and it's banned salt. I mean, I mean, just table salt. I, I want to thank Matt for not saying anything after hand tremors. Why? Because I was thinking Michael J. Fox of Star Wars, but I didn't say it. See, once again, you're the one that brings. <laughs> yeah, it I was up. gonna say. Why? Did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> none of us were thinking that. I was sitting here thinking it's coming. Why would I do that? I don't know. You always pick on people who I like. No, I only pick on people who are uh, degenerates, <laughs> like Mel Gibson. Yeah, and not as far as I know, Michael Jackson hasn't done any, or uh, <laughs> Michael J. Fox hasn't done any of the things that the other people I comment on have done. <laughs> True. Well, it's Michael Jackson Fox. It's banned on his planet of Kona. It's treated like, like the way we treat drugs in our society. Salt. I mean, and I just mean salt. Salt is treated on Kona like that because it causes people. His species, for whatever reason, is susceptible to addiction to salt. What do they put on their on their chips? On their fries. Dirt. Maple syrup. You know what they put on fries? They put mayonnaise on that shit. <laughs> I see That's where they invented poutine. God damn. <laughs> so there's even a picture. I'll put it on our Facebook page of like three. Ar- <laughs> I saw that picture. Do you see that picture? It's a funny picture. Yeah, it's a funny picture. It's yeah. cracking open yeah. a keg of salt. Yeah. Salt. What? <laughs> yeah. Like they're, yeah. they're like all hopped up on salt. Did I probably like. Have their finger in it. This is pure shit, man. No iodine. Fucking A. <laughs> Put it on your teeth and gums. Rub, you know, rub it around. Um, that's, and rub it around. Yeah. This is Morton Sea There ain't salt. no bitch with an umbrella in the rain in this thing. Shit. It's pure. <laughs> the, the species of Arcona 
the men took care of the kids because the women were out doing salt. We're less stoned. <laughs> Pretty much. The, the women were reckless and thrill-seeking. The women were out raising hell. And the women and the men would have to stay home and take care of the kids. How it should be. Is that how it should be? Stay home, Hal. I'm reading. Ladies going out to fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was, it was that Hal complaining or whining that leave? Yeah, whining that his wife is leaving him just to go out and get fucked up and do other and our arconas. He'd go out the garage and have a no man meeting. <laughs> so Hem Dazon is stranded on Tatooine because of his addiction. He spent all his money on salt and <laughs> jury juice. Sipping on salt and jury juice. <laughs> With my mind and my money. <laughs> and he can't get off the planet. Now jury juice is a like a just an alcoholic drink that's served in, I looked it up and there isn't much about it, but the thing, you know, the, the shot in the cantina scene where, where Cabe is reaching up for that drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a glass of jury juice. Oh, that's good. There's, there's, there's it says here, it's, some of it's made of uh, Greedo blood. Yes. Oh, snap. Yes. The, the, it comes in different colors and one is made of Rodian's blood. So that's kind of cool. I mean, that's a callback to other things. Yeah. Maybe. I like it when stuff kind of fits together like that. I mean, that, that that's good. Now, he was in the movie for only 2.3 seconds. And Chris and I watched the scene. I actually timed it when Chris just had it was, come it, over. It was funny. And Chris had some observations of, of right before that scene. Is right, right before it is when uh, uh, Ben and Luke are about to go into the cantina with R2-D2 and C-3PO. What did you notice, Chris? We noticed a bunch of stuff. First of all, R2 was walking rather than sliding in on, on, on a flat surface. Yeah. He was, he was hobbling. One guy who looked like um, Napoleon Dynamite walked past the screen wearing Han Solo's pants with that red stripe down the side from um, Empire. And yeah. So, had a shirt that said, vote for days on. <laughs> yeah. But then me and you at the same time pointed out in the back left-hand corner... To me, it looked like a saddle. You would throw on a bantha or something. It was all a furry thing, but it was just on top of something. That was the coolest thing that we noticed. There was a, um, it, it's a, it's like he said, it's a saddle, but it almost looked like it didn't belong in the scene. It looked like a prop that they actually accidentally left out. Forgot to, to move out of the way. Yeah, because it's a. Were you watching special edition or? The uh, theatrical, or as yeah, the the, the despecialized edition, special edition, because it was it was it was on his um Blu-ray. It was Blu-ray. Yeah, it looks huh. it looks like a saddle with hair all underneath the saddle. It looks like something that they may have thrown over the back of that elephant, you know, as the saddle that bantha, <laughs> like they would cover the back of the elephant. So it was basically all it was was a saddle with hair coming out of it. Yeah, that's it. There, and there was like. Like um, peg legs, like holding it up. Yeah, it was on like a like some kind of just stand. Yeah. It made no sense to me what it was, and I never noticed it before until Chris and I were. My son was actually helping us time it because it's so short, yeah. and he kept going back to right before he pops up, and we kept seeing this stuff. And there's there's Napoleon Dynamite and yeah. and saddles with hair on it. It's like we're noticing all this stuff. So, hey Finn. What's it? Finn was in it too from episode seven. The guy walked by. Yeah, some some guy with an afro walked by. It was like in in this like second before the uh. the the 
cantina scene, we're noticing all these things. Yeah. I'm interested in what that saddle is. <laughs> I have no idea, but it looks way out of place. It does. It looked like it didn't belong there. One of these things are not like the <laughs> other. <laughs> See, I seem to remember there was a there was a, a back that was inserted or yeah. was there in that I, scene, but I... That's there too. Yeah, that's, that's the two in the background. There's there's the original one that didn't move at all, and then there was a special edition that moved way too fucking much. Yeah, <laughs> that dewback is right next to the saddle, Tim. See, that's my eye always just goes straight to the dewback. I don't get that saddle, so I'm interested if anyone's listening to this to hear them weigh in on this because I have no idea what that is. It looks like a prop. It does. It looks out of place. Now, oh, wait, wait. Who? It wasn't us. It was your son pouring out someone's ass. Yeah, see, three PO's ass <laughs> is really messed up. Look, kind of weird when he was walking. Yeah, it's a wedge. It's basically like a metal wedge. <laughs> you can see right up there. Jack yeah. is becoming the next generation of news as he's starting to contribute a lot more than some people involved yeah. in the network. Tim. No, I didn't say this show. I didn't say this show. <laughs> And Luke, Luke is right behind him with the funniest thing that's ever been caught on recording. What's that? Chris Saint Succotem? Yep, yep. <laughs> that was funny. C-3PO's ass, that, that ass plate. It looks weird. It's not metal. You can tell. Like Chris said, it had to probably be move. Like plastic so it could move and his ass could breathe or whatever <laughs> was going on there. And it, it's riding right up on in there. It, it was up in there. He needed someone to help pick it out. And he said C-3PO. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh, dear. Now, Hem Dazon was played by, and I say this in quotes, was played by <laughs> Rick Baker. Hem Dazon. Because uh, as far as uh, many of the people I'm about to play about, Rick Baker was heavily involved. Uh, it seems like Rick Baker may have been off screen, just kind of like sticking that thing up in front of the camera. He was making it seconds before the shot started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, problem. He was. He made that for the Mummers Day parade. That was his little stick for when he does the Mummers strut. <laughs> it just caught, caught it on film. That is so weird when this shit happens. I just explained the Mummers to my coworkers this week because they had no idea what it was. All being from not Philadelphia, so I've not spoken the, said the word Mummers in a decade, and now here in one <laughs> week, two conversations about the Mummers. We'll have to do a whole Mummers. Oh, God. You could do it Mummers in character year by year. Like the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. We could do like the strut styles of the Mummers. Yes. The 1975 strut style. Yep. They going on still, Dave? Versus the 1980s. They stopped doing it or they can't do it. It's so. a lot smaller than it oh. used to be. Still- it goes one block down broad now. <laughs> still certainly do it. And it's still Philadelphia tradition. And I'm, I hope it always is because it's fantastic. There used to be, I mean... There used to, you used to be able to drive through Philly, South Philly, and you would see signs on doors like Mummers Club 482. Like there would be like there were hundreds of different clubs, and that was their main. They were like they were like the you know the Masons or you know the JCs. They would they were all these different clubs that were just that's what they did. The Mummers every year they would spend the whole year creating their Mummers outfits for the next yeah. Uh, New Year's. That's yeah, it'd be like Quaker City headquarters, and you'd drive by, and there it was. It was like, there's a Mummers Museum. You ever come to Philly? There is, yeah. Go to the Mummers Museum, because there's nothing like it. And I mean, you can do stuff in all kinds of cities. There's nothing like the Mummers in any other city. Maybe no. New Orleans has their thing, 
This is Philadelphia stink. Go to that's that's really the closest that you can really compare the mummers because it really is. It's kind of like that New Orleans sort of thing with the people dancing with the the umbrellas. It's kind of like yeah. that. That's the closest you can kind of think of. And that that's the one tradition. My mother was never really a big TV watcher or having to watch certain movies on holidays or anything. Didn't really care about that. She's more about getting together with the family and those kind of traditions. But New Year's Day. <laughs> She would not miss, under any circumstances, the Mummer's Day Parade, or the Mummer's Parade. <laughs> she watched that every year and probably still does. We haven't talked about it in a while, but that was like the one thing that she would glue herself to the TV for for any holiday was Mummer's. That's, that was it. I'm right there with her. Dave, I have um, a callback. What's that? Earlier in the episode. What's that? Salt. I got a text. <laughs> Salt is delicious. A text from your wife who's in the other room. Yeah, about how we pronounce this this name. So she, she, Moistener. Uh, she's a gr- she's a very strict grammarian, so I'm sure that says. I never heard this before, but I love it. You just call her a giant green pig man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it's Gamorian. Gamorian, not grammarian. Oh, 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 oh. When I hope when, you guys have headphones on. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> when two vowels go walking, the first does the talking. Yeah. <laughs> That's I a, love this. That's a that's a that's a, a rule in grammar. The the second vowel makes the first vowel say the that is, say its name. That. Yes. So so I was right, is what you're saying. Well, I don't believe her. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it, but the grammar in the Star Wars galaxy could be completely different. Yeah, that's true. true. Grammar in in a galaxy far far away it may not nothing. adhere to these rules. But I like that. I just saw that. I was like, I like this. Chris right, is well, finally learning things he should have learned in third grade. Absolutely right. <laughs> you didn't learn this from Mrs. Leister in I third grade. Leister, can you? You can't. Can you name your kid? Can you name every teacher you had? Yes. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I can do. Yeah, you can, Matt. Like yes. everyone up. I think yes. No, I can't. Oh. I can't. Tim can't. Good. Uh, I remember a few. Because they're on a list. Like I had three first grade teachers, and I only remember Mrs. Potter. I can't remember all. Yeah, you names. can't name like like tenth grade. You had like a bunch of teachers. I guess I don't care. I have every no, one of their names I'm, on a list. I'm not going to say what that list is for. You hit it under the. <laughs> you hit Steve it, Buscemi. You hit it. Yeah, you hit it under the TV. That's right. Yep. Mr. Ebersberger dead. Dun dun dun. Coach Coleman dead. He's not dead. Is he? He's not. He goes to my church. I see him like I see him. Seriously? Yes. He, he is my dead there, Dave. He's not dead. He's, dead dead, he's got to be at least 90. He's not 90. I don't know if any of my teachers. Had, oh, no. that Our driving teacher that everyone had died, didn't he? Emery. Yeah, it's the only one I know. Oh, no, Eber, that's a burger. Damn it. Ever. I think that's the only teacher I know of that actually died. My fourth grade teacher died. She died. Some of my elementary kids had to have died. Hour. They were old when I was in there, and I'm old now. This has nothing to do with him days on and friends. I know Facebook like, need down. a surge. <laughs> Gee, all right, and uh, I almost said any a surge. Um, <laughs> him, I, I said <laughs> him days on was played by Rick Baker, and that character Tim and I just had a tiny little brief conversation before we started recording. As far as what I researched hem days on is in the holiday special but tim's saying no well i'm seeing here on wookie it's uh there's a picture of hem hem days on's appearance in holiday special but if you go over to dan curdo's rebel scum he has a little he has a little area that goes points of interest that says 
Uh, Hem Dazon is not to be confused with Dem Hazon. Oh, it's like a fake Walrus Man and fake Greedo. So apparently, there's an issue with uh, between Dan Kern on Wikipedia where he thinks that they're two different characters. Okay, well, I like this kind of stuff, and what we need is for Leland Chi to settle this because he's the final word on all this kind of stuff. But I, I, I mean, what I found, I was going to say, he's in the holiday special, but Tim's saying no, that's a different guy. So I don't. Well, Dan Curto's saying it's a different guy, but I, I'm just stay, stating what he has said. All right. Well, we'll I got, I got no stake in this fight. <laughs> leave it up to uh, to people that care, because I don't know. I thought you say I don't care. No, I <laughs> leave it up to people who care because I don't. <laughs> I do care. I just I don't have a final I don't have a final definite word on this. He did win a Star Wars Insider poll to have an action figure made of him. So I think probably based on his body. <laughs> yeah. Probably because the first thing that he you know he's the first guy you see in that legendary scene. Yeah, he's your first impression of the entire cantina. Yeah, exactly. So that's why there was a, a figure, and he won the. I guess he beat out uh, Squidhead in and having an action figure made for the new wave of figures, the Hasbro figures. Um, but because there isn't much about him, you're going to get his whole table. Oh man, okay, so that's awesome because I just saw this picture, and there's one I want to know about. It looks like an alien Charles Bronson. <laughs> yeah, he's like peeking over. Hello, I know exactly who that is. I got that guy. Awesome, you. cool, good. I'm not going to look him up now. So <laughs> you're going to get his whole table, whom also have short backstories. This is a collection of guys here that probably, like I said, wouldn't be an episode on their own. But I love to learn about these guys, and I hope you do too. It sounds like Matt does. We're, yep. Oh yeah. We're knocking off about 10 percent of the cantina in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, him days on it because we did time it was in is in the movie for 2.3 seconds. Because not only does he pop up, he kind of looks left, looks right, and then and goes it. away. Do you think he had a? He probably had no body. I think it's probably was just the top of a crutch, broomstickers. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the other thing I learned about that whole table, and I'm going to tell you all about these guys in the next few minutes. Homosexuals. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, it's not legal, so it, it's okay. Yeah, they're they're they're. It all was legal before married. to be a was, homosexual. Wasn't illegal. <laughs> No, not to be one to get married. <laughs> I'm married. We don't know that. Is it in your research? No. Maybe Tim has something else on that from Rebel Scum. <laughs> what Dan Curto According to Dan Curto. That shot, that very first shot that you see, is not from the original principal photography that was shot in London. That shot with him days on and all of the guys at his table that I'm about to tell you about was shot in L.A., after the fact. Yeah, that's that little corner that everything in LA was shot in. Right. Yeah. That window. That one window. Yeah, that one window. And that, and that shade of yellow on the wall gives it away, too, for some reason. I can distinguish those two palette colors. I don't know why, but I can. Okay. So all those Golden brown that you're going to hear about uh, is from that shot. Pretty much all the memorable aliens, the aliens themselves seem to be from these aftershots, but Bo, you get the humanoid-ish and like Boshek and whatnot are seem to be the original shots. Yeah, because they needed to make it look like it was a big, you know, blustering mm-hmm. bar. So they had to add this stuff in, including Bomb Vinden. Now, Bomb Vinden, I'm going to describe these guys so you know who I'm talking about. He's the guy with the beady eyes and the one huge horn <laughs> out of the center of his head. He yeah. looks like a rhinoceros. 
I remember him the, most from the Richard Pryor sketch. <laughs> <laughs> the Star Wars bar. Yep. He is also in the movie for 2.3 seconds because when Hemdazon comes up, he's on the right and he stays in the shot for the entire scene, the entire shot that Hemdazon is in. His species is called a riff war. He is a smuggler. He has no loyalties. He is a mercenary and everyone hates him. He looks badass though. Well, everyone hates him. He looks kind of squirrely and weaselly like the, the uh, I don't know what you would call it, the the little guy in a gang that is trying to be the big man. Like he's got little man's syndrome or something. Right. <laughs> he constantly quotes Adam Sandler movies. Shadow do. <laughs> he is very wealthy because he is such a good smuggler. And this to me was a, a pretty good little tidbit. Han Solo himself considers Bomb Vinden one of the best smugglers in the biz. Because really, he's just that good. I like him now. So, this is the best thing about Bomb Vinden. During the shoots, he was called Don Rickles. Oh, well, oh, wait yeah, a minute now. Kind of looks like him. I totally see it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. This is another mask made by Rick Baker. It was just a mask. I am a nice guy. <laughs> and Chris and I have seen Don Rickles in person. <laughs> you didn't you get heckled by John Rickles or Don Rickles? I did. I got heckled by Don Rickles. Chris and I and our wives went to uh, the opening of the Planet Hollywood in Atlantic City. Which is 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 that closed now? It's now closed. I yeah. thought so. Yeah. Mainly to well, see Planet Hollywood. So. <laughs> Mainly to see Bruce Willis and the Accelerators perform. We were front and center. Saw Bruce Willis. Saw a bunch of people. Um, Demi. Yeah, it, it was cool. It was cool to see Bruce Willis' band. We stood there all day. It was kind of pointless. This is the kind of shit you do before you have kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's the kind of stuff you do when you don't have kids, by the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I, I mean, it was a, it was a good day. Like, it we was were, cool. We were there. We were 10 feet away from Bruce Willis. I made him laugh. You did? You did? Like, he, he was playing a harmonica, and I, I, like, screamed or something like that. And he, he stopped playing the harmonica yeah, and, cool started, smirk. and started laughing because of my reaction to it or whatever. But the, the best part about it was Don Rickles, who came out and did a few minutes of comedy beforehand. And we were right up in front. I was leaning on a fence right at the front of the stage. And Don Rickles heckled me. What is the deal with hockey pucks? <laughs> That's not what he said. He said something. Oh, there's one right there. He basically said something like, hey, kid, what's the matter with you? Can't you see? Wear your glasses. Why don't you get a little closer? Yeah, he was making fun of you. You were like leaning in. Because I was leaning. I was probably tired. Probably like falling over. It was like all day it we were there. Fuck was, you. I'm tired, Don Rickles. That's what I said. <laughs> you know, be mean. I'm a little jealous. That's, Don Rickles is a comedy legend. Don Rickles is a comedy legend. He looked old back then. And that's Him what, and Buddy Hackett. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say, Tim? Rickles and Hackett. What did Buddy Hackett say, Tim? There's you just drive the car, you can feel a tits later. Feel a tits later. <laughs> I just love to hear Tim say that. So, Bomb Vinden is the Don Rickles of the Creature Cantina. He's the guy with the horn. He's in it for 2.3 seconds. Next to him is ah. Pons Limbic. Pons Limbic, if you look this up, is the giant brain. <laughs> yeah, it's not a brain. Brain. Brainiac guy. And, Chris, what did you think it looks like? Uh, pair of balls. It looks uh, like a scrotum. A testicle scrotum on top of your head. Okay. So here. Balls with if legs. yours look like that, you should rush to a doctor right now. They're not that big, but damn, they're veiny. Pons Limbic. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be pretty funny if that actually was his ball sack, and every time he hits his head, I'm like a door. <laughs> <laughs> oh! 
What's that mean? He's just oh, for Men paralyzed of- with pain. That's it. Men in Black had the bald chin alien. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah, they punched him in the chin, and it was like he was getting punched in the balls, and that was funny. They did that in Star Trek, where Kirk kicked the alien in the knees, and he felt his floor groaning. And like, what is this problem? And the other alien goes, not all aliens have their testicles in their, between their legs. Well, Pons Limbic was the giant brain guy. Balls. His nickname was Brainiac, and it was given to him by Bo Sheck. He's a big Superman fan. Yeah, really. <laughs> it wasn't like his name on the set. This is like in the in his backstory. Bo Sheck called him Brainiac because he was highly intelligent. He was so intelligent that he could calculate the jump to hyperspace without a computer. That's pretty cool. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So that's how smart. You just press go. Blink. What the fuck? <laughs> His species was a cinetine, and during the shoots, he was called Brainium, Cranium Head, and Crater Head. Crater Head? Yeah. The name Pons Limbic actually comes from structures in the human brain. Like you and I, we all have limbic systems. Limbics. They don't have that. No. Uh, limbic. I'm sorry. <laughs> it happens to us all, Chris. <laughs> now, because he and another guy that I'm going to tell you about later are in the middle of that shot when Hemdazon pops up. He's only in the movie, Matt, for 0.5 seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm serious. Like, this is... Shut up, Sally Mae. <laughs> she, she's pissed, too. That's Sally, right. Sally Mae is a big Woe Hood fan, and she is pissed. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they... Like, I mean, you can picture the scene, right, where Hemdazon pops up. Uh-huh. There's four guys at the table behind him. The two on the side stay in the shot. The two in the middle get blocked by Hemdazon, and Pons Limbic is one of them. He's only in the movie for half a second. It was so short I couldn't even time it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry to tell you this, Matt. I don't but, believe you. Okay, well, you can do it yourself at home. I was here. I saw it. But that's all I got on Pons Limbic. There's another guy. Maybe he was in there, but no one's going to be writing any songs called I fucking love Pons Limbic. So mm-hmm. that's true. And if they do, I ain't listening to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's another guy there that's on the left of Hemdazon that's in the movie for 2.3 seconds that we've talked about already on the Lax Sivrak episode. And his name is Arleel Schuss. Oh, this is the other werewolf thingy looking thing. The other werewolf thingy thing. Yes, we talked about him on... (laughs) Not to get technical. He's really the only remaining wolfman in the film. Oh, true. He is a Defel. That is his his species name, and he is the Red Eyes. And in the original cut of the movie, he actually has a second scene, but it was cut out, and he was replaced by Milos, who is that kind of frog-looking thing that wears like that red... Babushka uh, yeah, on its yeah. head. Oh, and he's smoking. Yeah. yeah. That used to be a full shot of our Leal Shoes with the glowing red eyes, but has since been cut out. Is that, of- is that the one where it's like he's holding up a cup to the, for the big reveal of him growling at the camera? Yes. Yeah, I remember that scene. That's still in the original cut. Like oh, it is. Your, oh, okay. It's in your VHS copy. Oh, in the original cut. I got you. Yes. Yes. But like Chris and I timed it today on the Blu ray. He's he's gone. He's totally gone. Yeah. Um, that's been replaced by Milas. Mm. But you can still see him behind Hemdazon for that half a second. Or no, no, you can still see him on for 2.3 seconds. He's on the left. Now, his backstory only consists of one thing. He could bend light. <laughs> <laughs> that's useful. So can a prism. 
<laughs> he could bend light around himself and could make himself hard to see at dusk. Only at dusk. Only at a time. <laughs> yes. I can do that too in the middle of the night. I make myself hard to see. Yeah. I turn he, the light I turn the lights out. <laughs> Where'd it go? He was a mercenary, but also a contact for the Rebel Alliance. That mass he's also in the holiday special. I don't know if Tim I mean you're probably looking up Hem Days on. There's a shot of the werewolf Arleel Shoes kind of looking thing that's in the holiday special as well. The mask is a holiday Halloween werewolf mask that Rick Baker made and used in some other special called In the Attic. So you know how we we're kind of it looks a lot more angry in the holiday special than it does in Star Wars. You know how we were <clears throat> talking about that on Lax Sivrak, like that they just look like werewolf masks, and that's because they're just werewolf masks. <laughs> that's why. Hey, wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the holiday special, not that I'm focusing on this or anything, but I happen to see the Pons, whatever his name is, Brainiac guy in the holiday special. So if you had that screen time in, I think Wilbur Hood's still safe. Is that is that going to make you feel better? It makes you feel yeah, and and he was in the Richard Pryor one, which I count with everything. Okay, <laughs> that's then count. Hood still wins. Okay, okay then yes for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got on him. I mean, like, God, Akmin is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been replaced by Mila, so he he's even lesser a factor than he ever was before. Now this is the one Matt was talking about. Another guy that's in the middle of that first shot that is then blocked by Hem Dazon and is only in the movie for half a second. He's really blurry, too, almost. Very blurry, super obscure. This could possibly be the most obscure character we've ever done. I can't even say I recognize this guy from this picture. I just happened to see this picture and got interested in him. I have absolutely zero recollection of seeing this character before. Okay. Well, his name is Braconner Bakiska. Bless you. you. You can barely see him. And he became known for a long time as Fu Manchu. Eh, That's racist. I guess. Because of the mustache. But it's not really a Fu Manchu mustache. Not really. It's a very cheesy mustache. Matt's saying he looks like Charles Bronson. That mask is... Death Wish was popular at this time. At the time that this, this film was shot. That mask is a Rick Baker version of a Frankenstein mask. No, oh, okay. With huh. a mustache. That just has a mustache wow. paint pasted on it. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, That's like, why I love Rick Baker. Tear it right off, right? Yeah, like, like, How can we make this look like it's from a galaxy far, far away? Stick a mustache on it, guys. I ain't got time for this shit. Tell George Lucas to give his masks. God damn it. His species is a stennis. And he was in the supplemental footage shot in L.A. after the principal photography was complete. The mask is just a slip-on Rick Baker mask that Rick Baker and someone else named Lane Liska designed. you know who that is, Tim? Lane Liska, yeah. I know the name, yeah. Okay. Um, well, these two people made this mask, and he was called on the set Terminal Man. It was Baker's attempt at a Frankenstein mask. Um it was called Fu Manchu, like I said, for a long time. He went nameless for a long time. Um, and Lee Lin Chi has even weighed in on this, saying that that it, it's, a, it's a mask of a different character named Trinto Duaba. <laughs> what? And Chris and I were watching it today. Trinto Duaba is, is in the movie for 5.4 seconds, because I just timed that as well. Trinto Duaba... What? 
no backstory, but is very recognizable. It was a, it was played by an extra. It was another Rick Baker mask that they just then stuck a mustache on and put in this other shot. I'm looking at that. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's this. That's this, what Elin is saying. This was the character Tim was just talking about last episode. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the guy that's on. Uh, he's on the cover. Well, the, this the same um, uh, makeup design is on the cover of. Uh, the, the the Star Wars Vanity Fair, the episode seven Vanity Fair. This is the guy that comes back in some fashion. And what do they call him on that? Something else? Oh, I, they 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 haven't given him a name on that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess it could be the eyes do look like they're they're sunken, but more made up in the Charles Bronson version. Maybe maybe it could be. It's a sunken in kind of guy with a hood, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, Leland said that this mask is Trinta Duaba. With a mustache added. And Rick Baker confirmed it. Oh, okay then. Rick Baker doesn't know who put the mustache on and has <laughs> gone on record to say that he thinks it's stupid. Oh, it looks like Charles Bronson. <laughs> I can, I can kind of see that. I have a feeling that Daffy Duck was on the set of Star Wars. Why? Because everybody is? Remember that cartoon he used to draw mustaches on all the paintings? <laughs> Daffy Duck? I thought it was. Yeah, he just comes up painting a painted mustache. I don't remember that. No, if it's if it's just a rubber mask, you know, and if it's a thin rubber mask with certain aspects, I guess it it, it could the shape of the mask and the look could be affected by the person wearing it. Yeah, and you it, know, because yeah. Well, there's another guy, Tim. You may know this guy too. The Nick. jaw and the forehead make me think that is probably. Accurate that okay. that and the guy who made the mask saying that that's the mask might have something to do with it too. I I'm only going by what Leland and Rick Baker have said. Now there's another guy named Nick Malley. Do you know this guy, Tim? Yeah, I met him. He he worked with Stuart Freeborn. Uh, he helped with the Yoda uh, creation. I know. Well, he <laughs> he may have something to do with the slapping of the mustache on this mask because <laughs> they said they really just had to fill in the background. Uh, there was no backstory for these people, but they just they just had to get other bodies in there and would hope that these people would be overlooked because these masks, I guess, you know, like they didn't spend a lot of time on it. They just wanted filler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what this guy basically is. Now, you guys may know more about this than I do because and, and Matt would because Matt and I only went to Celebration 6 the day we had our show. Is that correct, Matt? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. It was an hour that you had to be. Yo, I was there for about two hours. <laughs> I remember me and Dave running into each other and going, What do you do here? Yo, what, do you, what do you do? <laughs> you spend money. Okay. Well, Chris and Tim, you know, you had the full Celebration Six experience. Pablo Hidalgo had a panel. I don't know. Were you guys at this panel? We didn't go to that. And they had another one at this last one that we didn't go to yeah. either. He had a panel where he talked about like the little known people in the cantina and he had a contest and everybody's chair had a snaggle tooth picture on it one picture had a mustache drawn on it in honor of this character and that person that had that was what the name came from i heard i heard this now the name comes from from actually three different people but Kiska, the last name comes from baker and this uh lane uh what's the name tim Lane Liska. Lane Liska. That's a combination of those two people so they could at least control the last name. The guy that found the Snaggletooth picture with the mustache on it, his name was Brandon Connors. 
And that's why the first name of this character is Braconner. Mm. So had you gone to this panel, you could have had a Star Wars character named after I you. I did hear about this, yeah. T-Spa Bakiska. <laughs> There's actually a picture of Brandon Conner after the panel. He got a replica, like an actual replica of the mask with the mustache and all. Like they, he was oh, given wow. he, the character was named after him. He was given this mask to go down in history. That that you know this is this is you now. So that's kind of cool. That's really cool. I want to have a Star Wars character named after me. You do. You did Moff Grimm. <laughs> I, I want one in I still your joke in Rogue One. That's okay. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Tim, Matt and I are very quick to defend uh, Moff Grimm. That's right. <laughs> I, if if Mav Krim, if that name shows up in any of the new films over the next few years, I'm suing. It's a lawsuit time. Oh, damn, I keep stealing people's jokes. I need to stop doing it. <laughs> we get the law firm of Howard, Howard, and Fine on the line, <laughs> and we start making calls. Let's get that Daredevil guy. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Murdoch. I've been watching his reality show on Netflix. Still going to kick <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's ass. <laughs> But Literally. as far as hem days on, Bomb Vinden, Pons Limbic, Arleel Shoes, Braconer Bakiska, and even Trinto Duaba. Dave is speaking in tongues. Someone do an exorcism. <laughs> That's a mouth. <laughs> That's all I got. Dave, if you had to choose one, which one would you just think is the most sensitive lover? <laughs> They're going to do a fuck, Mary kill. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Who do you think would be most giving in bed? The big ball guy. Well, Hem Dazon would be wasted, so I don't know. Yeah. You wouldn't get a lot out of him. The mustache would tickle. Mustache would tickle. Braconner Bakiska, he's out. Bomb Vinden was a jerk, so forget him. I, I think I'm going to have to go with our little shoes because he was a, uh, I mean, forgetting the teeth. He was an animal. Woo! <laughs> He was he was a rebel sympathizer and he's very fuzzy. So that's well, there you go. I'm going with him. Okay, but that's all I got. You Lovers. One, two, three, four, five, six. You got seven characters in one episode here. One, two, three, four, five. So now you got six characters in one episode because none of these guys would have been an episode on their own. But look, we are passing the savings on to our listeners. <laughs> for this one. The combination Crazy of Easy Willrow. The combination of all these guys makes for one one really good episode, and and really got his whole table there. Um, you know, table party of six days on. Cod right? Salt, salt over here. <laughs> yeah, you salt over here. So that's that's at least you, Dave laughed at my reference. I got you. <laughs> Seinfeld party of three. That's that's actually really relevant to the Grady's too. That's right. Listen to the Grady's. Big Trouble in Little China coming Thursday, which was Tim, well before this was out. Tim's not on it. That's why it's good. It's true. <laughs> Wait for that. <laughs> That's all I got. Awesome, Dave. That's assault. Dufresne's. Dufresne. Push. Search party of three. <laughs> Eat when you find a Dufresne. <laughs> they're they, trapped uh, in someone's trunk and they're hungry. Who can eat at a time like this? Well, we guaranteed your son won't <laughs> like this episode now. He's coming around on. Uh, oh, okay, good. Yeah. What do you say? What did he say? A burrito is just a sleeping bag for something. <laughs> I forget what it was. He was, and he laughed. I was like, see? That's right. Mitch Hedberg is a genius. That's right. This little guy, Dave. Wait. So sweet. The dog is frightened. It's 4th of July. 
Aww. People last night, people were shooting them off. I don't know what the third of July is. I know they've been doing it here too. Apparently, you shoot off fireworks. She was trembling and a mess. And it's the mid-afternoon, and I guess people are already. Sh- Why you shoot off fireworks in a daylight? I don't understand. Can't see him. The dog is beside herself, trembling with her thunder shirt on, and cuddled up next to Chris because apparently people are shooting off fireworks in the day. Yes, it's going to be a long. Day. Makes perfect I'm sense. Here to protect her, Dave. Okay. Well, now it's time for some <laughs> feedback. All right, back to iTunes. So we'll wrap up the ones that we have so far, but it seems like some are coming just about every day, which is awesome. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all, but here's the ones I got for this recording. Uh, first up from a Cody Wheelock says, awesome podcast, and he writes, best podcast I've ever listened to, combining awesome Star Wars facts and everything else you can think of, especially a tree octopus. Swick is awesome. Well, thank you, Cody. Uh, next one up is oh, wow, that's a long name. Let me see, see if I can split it up here. West, well, wow, West, hmm. West Mantooth. I don't know what the hell it says. West, the Switch Foot Fan. What? Okay, I think it says West the Switch Foot Fan. It's hard to tell. It's all one word and it's all lowercase. So if I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. That's how I split it up. They say hilarious show with the review. This Star Wars podcast is very entertaining. In fact, if you find yourself feeling down, this can work like medicine. Wow, that's quite a compliment, actually. Mm. Just turn on an episode and let the healing power of laughter do its work. I like these guys. Oh, I'm sorry. I like that these guys give the obscure characters the attention analysis they deserve. Well, thank you. That was actually quite flat. Well, they're all flattering, but that one took me by surprise. I've never heard us. I've heard us. We've made people sick, but not made people well. Yeah, really. I will warn our listeners. I will warn our listeners that if you're feeling suicidal, do not play our podcast backwards. Ooh. Please. Soaked in bleach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next one on the list from KRS1012. They say, great podcast. I've been a fan since episode 20 and look forward to every new one. I wish I had friends like you guys growing up to share Star Wars experiences with you like you guys do. And for the record, I knew Akira Kurosawa was the answer to the Japanese director trivia question. All right. There's so that's at least four people that knew that answer. Five if you count Kevin Lyle. Yeah. Suck it, Chris. I'll suck it. Right. You and, two have friends like us, KRS One. I wonder if that's a reference to KRS One, yeah. the lead rapper of Boogie Down Productions. No idea. Oh, you fans of radio listeners. Last of the iTunes reviews for this episode comes from War Party 666, and they say, best of the best, if there's a more entertaining Star Wars podcast, I haven't found it. Every episode is funny, very funny and informative. Never a bad episode. Well, that is very nice of you to say. I'm not sure. <laughs> there are some episodes I shake my head and wish we'd gone back and done, but hey, usually on my part. I don't know what I meant by that. So thank you, War Party 666, and thank you, everybody else that's placed or written a review on iTunes. They, we obviously love reading them on the show, and they help other people find the show as well when they search for Star Wars on iTunes. Yeah, thank you. I almost thank named you. my son that War Party 666. <laughs> I almost went with it. Good that. thing you did. Yeah. I almost, I, if I have a kid, I'm going to name him West the Switchfoot fan, if that's right. Switch. What do they sing, Tim? What's Switchfoot? Switch. I don't know what they sing. They're. Yeah, I don't know what they sing. I know it's a band. I don't know anything about them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm oh, not it is. Switchfoot. They're. Well, then that makes kind sense. Of like okay. a, aren't they kind of like a positive music band? Like uh, they're not like contemporary Christian, but they're like 
like, we're going to sing about good, nice stuff. I didn't like, know that was a band name, so that would have made made it easier for me to read. I get it now. We're going to sing a rock song about saving puppies. We don't, we don't listen to positive music. <laughs> no, pff, negative all the way. Absolutely. The uh, last bit of feedback that I have, as usual, is our Patreon supporter of the week. And this week is, from the random draw, is Jonah Hickling. So thank you, Jonah, for your support. Thank everybody for their support in Patreon. And Jonah, you are a supporter of the week. And with your help, we are making huge improvements to managing the show and continue to try to uh, make things better, more shows, and do what we can. Maximize every penny everyone puts in here like we do. We learned with the Artmore Project. We're doing the same with Patreon. So thank you, Jonah, and thank you to everybody else that has participated in our Patreon campaign so far. Jonah, Jonah your contribution went to us buying 10,000 wax lips. So <laughs> Nothing's better than that. <laughs> that helps the show. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing them now. It helps us. Thank you, Jonah, and everyone else. Thank you very much. This is Star Wars artist Kevin Lyle from NorseLegion.com, a wretched hive of scum and Star Wars jewelry. Well, Dave. Yes. Let's do this. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Give me. Just do it. Just be more specific. Please. Give me the same kind of question I had last time, please. Yeah, right. An easy one. Well, a number you one? can answer. One that I can answer, yes. All, All right. right. The scores in the Lyle file. Tim. The very, Lyle file. Very cool. Kevin Lyle has provided us with uh, trivia questions. Go like this. Matt has five. Tim and Dave, four. Chris, three. I'm right there, though. That's not that bad for me. You're doing all right. I'm doing all right. Matt has to get one. He's doing all right. Matt has to get one. Matt, he says a three out of five. If Matt never gets one wrong, it doesn't matter. Yeah, though. that's and right. Never catch him right on his ass. Well... Oh, <laughs> Chris, you're first. All righty. All right. Your number is number eight. Ooh, feeling great. Let's That's go my little for Chris. It's boob sideways. Who was the only actor ever nominated for an Oscar for his or her work in one of the Star Wars movies? That's a good question. Hayden Christensen, <laughs> Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Great question. Can you play it again, Matt, for me? Again. Who was the only actor ever nominated for an Oscar for his or her work in one of the Star Wars movies? Rick Baker, when he put the pole with him design on it. Your consideration. The first thing that came to mind, I really don't know this, to be honest. The first thing that came to mind was Alec Guinness. And I'm thinking Peter Cushing, but I'm going with Alec Guinness. Great question. I think I'm wrong. Final answer, Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is Adam Driver. <laughs> Weird. Uh, <that's, laughs> I thought that was it. Like, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, let's see. Okay, here's the real answer. The answer is Alec Guinness. All right. Good job, Chris. Yay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you upset the dogs. <laughs> oh, jeez. Nice job. That is awesome. That was a great question. Who? I guess no one knows. I guess who Who won? Who, who beat him out? I don't know. The answer uh, is Adam B- Driver. B. Arthur. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you. Nice job. Uh, I got that right. I'm next, Matt. All right. Your number is 18. Daryl Strawberry. Good player. Matt's. It's all, it's all addict. 
<laughs> what was Luke Skywalker's call sign in the Battle of Yavin? Red five. Blue forty two. Blue forty two. The answer is red five. All right. On to Matt. for two. All right, here we go. You got to get one wrong. I'll Wait. try. Number 11. <laughs> Give me Rollins. <laughs> what were Anakin Skywalker's last words in Return of the Jedi? Return of the His Jedi. pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your sister you were right, I think. You were right. Let's see what he says. The answer is, you were right about me. Tell your sister, you were right. Go <laughs> <laughs> to there a little bit at the end. That was great. That was awesome. Kevin Lyle getting funny on it. I him. love that, him, man. That's a right answer. I want to hold him. He said you were right. You're going to give that to me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I'll argue for I missed half the line. No, he said what were his last words? His last three words were you were right. Okay. All right. I won't argue if you're going to give me a point. You can put. Chris is I'm wrong. trying to miss it. I'm trying to miss a point. You can put it up for a vote if you want. No, I'm not going to do that. You oh, you it. mean to the with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I think I actually craft a poll. I'm like, I'm not going to that much work. No, I mean. All right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll put it to a vote. I say he gets it. And what do you say? I say gay. All right. I only gave it to him if he says it like Kevin Lau said it. You were right. <laughs> Done. You're going to Hollywood. <laughs> Matt never gets one wrong. All right, Tim's turn. All right, Tim has number 15. You know, 15. <laughs> I actually paused oh. and waited for Dave this time. Bo nothing? Duke. You got nothing? Oh, Duke. Bo Jackson, then. <laughs> Bo Jackson. Bill Duke. <laughs> Let's hear Tim's question. All right. What country was used for the location shoot of Hoth in The Empire Strikes Back? Quaker Town last last winter. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, geez, they're all the same up there. God, geez. Um, let's see, there's Sweden. I, I I gotta say Sweden. I think it's Sweden. I, I'm probably wrong. All those countries up there all blend together to me. All right, Sweden. The answer: Norway. Norway. <laughs> Fucking a, suck it, Tim. <laughs> suck it, Tim. D- yeah, I was, I was trying to think of like the all the IKEA countries, and I'm like, well, there's Sweden and Norway. You Fucking, you just like you say all the IKEA countries. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Tim is the only person I know that goes to IKEA for lunch. <laughs> Meatballs. I've gotten lunch Meatballs. at IKEA, but I'm there for something else. I, I see what you're saying. Okay, nope. you know, I will go straight for the meatballs, and then I'll walk around the shop, but. You know, since I'm there, but. you don't even need furniture. You just go there to get meatballs. Meatballs. He used to make me go there with him all the time. To get meatballs. Yeah, the McDonald's, Burger Wendy's. No, IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> Where do you want to go? Tavern on the Green. <laughs> no, IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> Red Lobster. No, IKEA. <laughs> all right. Well, Matt has continued his streak six for six and is in the lead. Oh yeah. I'm second with five, and then Tim and Chris are tied. What? With four. Suck it, Tim. Tim, I think we're both sucking. You, you, no, yeah, we're I'm both sucking. Kiss my ass, suck it, Tim. <laughs> suck it, Suck a meat. We're both sucking it. Meatballs. What are we sucking? Lingonberries. The answer <laughs> is Adam Driver. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> That's who we're sucking. 
Oh shit! Um, <laughs> it's over. Wake up, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's over. But I don't think we picked the character for the next one. You didn't, Tim. Who I, do you want to? I was going to say, join us next time. We just oh, uh, uh, Poggle. No, not Poggle. We already did Passel Argente. Passel Argente. All right, that's who we're doing next. Pass the what do you say? Salt. Pass the salty. Pass the salty. Yeah. Passel Argente. Yes. Pass the popcorn. Pass the salt. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. Thank you.